listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I am your host, Barnabas. And I am your co-host, Samael. Welcome to episode... 48. A lot. Episode (laughs) a lot. We've been here now for this many weeks. Yeah, it has been a a long time. And we're back with you fiends today with episode 48. There's something wrong with Miles. So everything is wrong with Miles. Yeah, there is a lot wrong with him. But we're going to be reviewing The Prodigy on today's episode. That's coming up uh, in our main segment. We just saw it over the weekend. And uh, I've been seeing uh, a little bit here and there you know, on social media about it. So I feel like a lot of people may not have seen this movie yet. And so if you're interested in it, we're going to tell you what we think about it. But before we do all that, we do have to give a shout out to our host sports radio detroit yes yes the most warm and gracious hosts and you can find them on social media on twitter instagram and facebook that is sports radio detroit not detroit sports radio srd that's us yep get it right go check them out so we do have to start with uh all the horror news as always oh yeah so let's get right into it the first thing was uh, the most exciting for me Martin, I, heard, I heard about this. Yeah, Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio, none other, going to be doing a new TV series for Hulu about H.H. Holmes based on the book The Devil in the White City. So this is pretty awesome because, I mean, these guys are like legends at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, Scorsese and DiCaprio, last thing I remember that they did was what, Shutter Island? Yeah, they were you know DiCaprio acted in it, of course, and Scorsese was like, I think he directed it. But it's the last time those two were on a thing together. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. This is really cool because you know now since the Ted Bundy thing, serial killers are all the rage again. Oh yeah, and H. H. Holmes was like one of the one of the crazier out of all those motherfuckers. Yeah, he was so. a sick fuck. But then again, so was Albert Fish. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Yeah, that guy was a fucker. Oh, he was too. Yeah, but I, I actually. Uh, heard like this cool episode on lore about hh holmes because you know he had like that murder hotel or whatever yeah at the chicago world's fair and it expanded on like how he built the hotel and what he did like before and after the hotel or whatever you know stuff like that but it was absolutely insane so i'm actually looking forward to this one not only because of that but because of the people attached to it so uh, I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. I haven't read the book, though, but I've from what I've heard, it's an incredible book. So uh, I'm looking forward to this for sure. Hey, anything Scorsese does, I'll watch it. So same. Did you know that uh, in Angel Heart, when uh, Robert De Niro was acting as Louis Typhoon, mm-hmm. he said uh, the whole movie he just did his best Martin Scorsese impression. Really? Yeah. I think you may have told me about that before. I think so, yeah. That's that's an interesting like little tidbit. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that one. Once we have like a date, we'll 
let you guys know. Hey, hey, this next bit of news, I'm the most excited. This is probably the number one horror thing I'm excited about this year. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, w- I would say so, too. It's, it's one of mine, at least, especially now. Besides It and Child's Play. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Child's Play show, but anyway, what are they making next? So, as we have told you guys before, they are creating a creep show TV series. It's going to be on Shudder. And it's going to be through The Walking Dead's Greg Nicotero. Yeah. And they just announced basically more details about it. It's going to be a six-episode season. And apparently there's going to be an adaptation of uh, a Stephen King story that has not yet been announced. And segments by a bunch of other uh, horror authors as well, including Joe Hill, Stephen King's son, his uh story that's going to be adapted is by the silvery waters of lake champlain uh there's going to be another one by michigan's own josh mallerman house of the head and then there's going to be a bunch of other ones as well so these are cool Uh, all the stories are listed on this bloody disgusting article so you could probably google it but yeah there's going to be a bunch of really cool sounding stories and uh, i'm i'm super pumped for it uh, I, I have this Stephen King book. I think it's called Funland or something. I hope they turn that into like a creep show episode. Yeah, I, that's not one of the ones that's on this list. But I mean, shit, season two or season three or something. Yeah, they have time because I don't, I don't think creep show is gonna bomb, especially mm-hmm. because like we haven't had a creep show since. Well, the last creep show was kind of like a cash in. You know, creep show three was just ish. Yeah, I didn't watch but that. But we never one. had a creep show show, so right. Yeah, I mean, we had Tales from the Crypt, we had Twilight Zone, we had mm. Tales from the Dark Side, we had all of these like even smaller ones, Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark? But uh, creep shows never had a TV show, so right. I don't, I don't know how it would pan out. It would probably like last a third of the like of the movie, and it would probably just be a like on like one like really really small story and. I don't know how they're going to have time to like develop the characters in these stories, you know, but well, I mean, if it's like an hour long thing or even a half hour long thing, again, yeah, it's going to be something more along the lines of like, I guess the movies are like Tales from the Crypt, like, you know, I guess the characters aren't really going to develop. Plus, I mean, for the most part, I think that the, a lot of these are going to be more like short stories, Yeah, you know, because I don't think that like the Josh Mallerman thing is a full novel. So it's probably got a little less material to work with, you know, not having George Romero and Stephen King directly attached to it yeah. is kind of big, but I, I, I thought, uh, Stephen King was gonna have something to do with the new creep show. I, I, I'd I read an article recently, something it. like that. They said Stephen King's going to have something to do with it. He might act as like a producer or something, or maybe just, he might just make an to appearance. help out. Or, or I thought cameo, it was pretty yeah. cool that he was in Creepshow. Like, yeah, if you guys know, let us know because I don't recall anything specifically saying he was like officially attached, but he could be. I'm, I could be wrong. But Greg Nicotero, aside from being like the showrunner, is going to direct some of the episodes. Apparently, uh, there's also going to be one by David Bruckner who just did the Ritual. Oh, nice! Which is good. I think we both enjoyed the Ritual when we. When we watched it, it was probably one of the better movies that came out in like the past five years. I mean, I know initially like I didn't like really fuck with it, you know, because like it had a lot of dumb shit going on, like like really moments. I remember like you know when like on the Strangers Pray at Night, it had 
had one of those moments yeah. like oh we didn't do blah 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 like but it it did a lot better than most recent it was better than he's out there so yeah i would agree with that and it was one of the better like monster movies i thought yeah it you was know, recent i like memory so. i liked it better than the monster as well yeah only because it wasn't really like a like a monster it was like the son of a god you know like mm-hmm. the bastard mutant son of loki or whatever yeah that's true yeah i mean I, I thought it was a cool mythology to bring out though uh but i hear what you're saying i so i'm confident that whatever episode he directs is going to be pretty good there's a couple other cool directors attached one from uh xx as well roxanne benjamin and then a few others so be on the lookout for that one again it is coming out on uh, shutter later this year and we'll keep you guys informed oh damn i'm dumb as fuck i didn't know it was a shutter exclusive mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Probably it'll get Shutter a few more subscribers. Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of people like like bitching up a storm about Shutter recently. They're like, oh, "I ordered Shutter and it was not worth the five dollars." It's like, well then you you like you're you're different than you're a modern horror person. You're not unlike the independent slash cult films, you know, like because that's I mean sure they got shit like the Faculty, but then they got stuff like you know sono profondo and stuff like mm-hmm. that's just like a lot more obscure in america and like it's it's not like really talked about because like i said cult i did see a lot of people like who were horror fans saying like well i wasn't sure about it but yeah now i might get it so yeah yeah it could could be i hope so because that is worth it I, I think they will <laughs> the first comment i saw when i opened up the bloody disgusting article was where's my cake bedelia so yeah. like i'm <laughs> Pretty sure everyone who's watched Creep Show is gonna be definitely getting Shutter. Mm-hmm. Either that, or they're just gonna wait till the episode comes out and then stream it illegally somewhere. Hopefully not. Yeah, actually pay for it. It's worth it, and it helps the community and the Shutter. Because Sh- Shutter's yeah. not like a bunch of millionaires just fucking mm-hmm. sitting there like ha, We're making all of their money. No, Shutter's just like <laughs> Shutter's like cultural, like you yeah. know, like so. Yeah. No. I, I completely understand. Well, speaking of uh, creep shows and Stephen King specifically, mm-hmm. this next article oh, yeah, is about. I, I I read the yeah another uh, Stephen King adaptation, of course, because everything of his is being adapted. Mile He's gonna save horror now. Like we we need more Stephen King book adaptations. Because I mean, look at look how well look how well it did. It was one of like the highest grossing horror mm-hmm. films in like the past five years. One of them. Yeah. Well, a lot of his like newer books now are already in the works to be adapted. Like Sleeping Beauties and The Outsider, I think, is getting like a TV show or something. I think so. he I think he needs to he needs to like like I said, more film adaptations of his books mm-hmm. because like the screenwriters for these new horror movies, it's just like they're just like, Hey, let's put together a movie for ne'er do well teenagers to enjoy, like they have yeah. like really no depth and like when they try to be like meaningful they sort of like seem pretentious so like i want to i want i want that to change cuz stephen king was never a pretentious writer like he doesn't have many like bad stories he has some like uninspired stories i want to call them cuz he did have like a few like lackluster ones but like for the most part like he just he's a gold mine for horror stories oh yeah but yeah, there's a Stephen King novella called Mile 81 that's being adapted by Alistair Legrand, who also directed Clinical, which was an okay movie. Uh, he's going to be making this into a, a full-length film uh, that is kind of difficult sometimes, as we've seen with some other adaptations. But the setting itself is really cool. 
is set around a remote boarded up rest stop and follows 12 year old Pete and his brother and a group of strangers who have to fight to survive as they're hunted by a mysterious force. So very Stephen King-ish, yeah. of course. I think it's going to be like, some Christ, Christ, it sounds Christine-ish. So. I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be either some like weird monster or <laughs> I, I don't know. Some kind of like Langoliers type shit or something or Tommyknockers or something. Uh, the photo in the article shows a car. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said Christine. Like I'm assuming it has something to do with like. Maybe that's car. maybe that's from the book art or something. What if they're like trapped know. in the car and they keep calling for help and anyone that tries to like come help them, some shit like that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I haven't read the novella, unfortunately, but I might want to pick it up now and see what it's about. Because you know, usually with these like shorter uh, stories, it's it's kind of tough to stretch it out into like a longer movie. So I might check it out just to see what the book, you know, what My Lady One's all about, and then yeah, we'll see. But that's pretty exciting news. Uh, like you said, more Stephen King stuff is always good. For yeah, more, I mean, so. doesn't matter what he released. He could he could release a movie about a killer turd and also watch <laughs> it. Yeah, he, it would be really good. I so. think we need a. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, I know we had the miniseries, but we need a like a real a like a real actual movie adaptation of Langoliers. Yeah, that would be cool. It it was one of my favorite like. Stephen King miniseries. So. Yeah, it it was because of fucking Toomey. Toomey was such a fucking creep. Yeah, he was probably the scariest thing about it. Not even the Langoliers. The fact that he would like stab a blind girl. Yeah, he was a fucked up person, honestly. But that's what Stephen King does pretty well is highlight like just really shitty people. So let's move on. Uh, we've got a couple trailer announcements, so we'll run run through here, uh, and then we'll move on into our first segment of the episode. Uh, the biggest one, of course being child's play releasing i think at like the end of last week or something like that if i'm not mistaken so yeah the biggest one it also did show at the prodigy yeah premiere as well uh what do you think so i kind of like that they didn't really show chucky yeah but at the same time it kind of made me nervous you know what i mean like i don't want him to look like a little bitch you know (laughs) like and uh what I got from the trailer is that Chucky is not supernatural. He's mm. a he's robotic. Yeah, that's been the whole thing the whole time. Like I think the premise is that the dolls are programmed with some kind of like AI to make them more like lifelike, and like one of the programmers or something at like the place at this company that they make them commits suicide and like corrupts the AI so that like one of them is evil or something like that. I think it's an interesting premise. But I think the the only thing he has in common with the original Chucky is probably the look a little bit, and that he's a killer doll named Chucky. Like yeah. now, it was just it was just chance that his name was Chucky and he was a killer doll. It wasn't like Charles Lee Ray, like it originally was, you know. But I will forgive it if they throw in the chucky line don't fuck with the chuck then i'll be like this movie is acceptable <laughs> yeah see that's the thing though i feel like this one isn't going to have that same personality at all no i think he's going to be like a serious killer doll yeah or something like that i mean again it depends like which way they take it because i hope he talks the, oh i'm sure he will but, but if not the with ai the, hey. is just and he's like i'm yeah. gonna kill you andy <laughs> yeah it's not the charles lee ray kill you. chucky at all Come here, Andy. I just want to play hide the soul. Yeah. Come here. Just lay down. Like, we need someone. Dude, 
They need to get fucking Willem Dafoe to be Chucky. Oh, man. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I cannot. I can. It would be fucking crazy. I do not. Or Tom to. Hardy. That guy's like the man of a thousand voices. Yeah, that is true. I don't know. The only person for me is... That's oh, yeah. probably why they make Brad him Dorf, an AI. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Dorf is the only man that can... Yeah. Even Jennifer Tilly was like, not my Chucky. Did yeah, you see I how good that, she yeah. looks? She's 60 years old. Yeah, I, I sure did. That's <laughs> moisturizer and being rich that's yeah it's all you real. need well the keys to success despite how you feel about that you know the the trailer is out it doesn't really show chucky except for like you know some he's like in the shadows or like you see him from behind or something so he's still wearing like the same costume and everything the overalls and everything but blue eyes yeah red hair yeah we do know that but we haven't seen him like full frontal yet that's the thing i saw but. fan art of a full frontal and uh, basically they took the image mm-hmm. and they just flipped it and they expanded upon it and like it looked pretty good it did n- not look bad at all at okay. all i don't know i mean I- i'm still a little nervous about that it looks like it's going to be a more like serious slasher again kind of yeah. taking it back to the roots of the first movie uh we did see like a thing of Aubrey plaza as the mom like strung up and oh yeah andy being more of like the central protagonist of of this movie so I am like like we've been saying interested but not like super excited about it. But yeah, that is out. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, go check it out. The movie's dropping June 21st in theaters. The next trailer is about a movie called Demon Eye. <laughs> now, uh parts of this movie looked kind of cool and parts of it were very strange. There's just a part where some girl has her head backwards and her arms and like legs backwards but her torso is like the other way or something nice and it's just like (laughs) it's really odd looking uh but the movie is apparently going to be another kind of kind of hereditary-ish ripoff like this young girl goes to her father's house after he dies and finds this cursed amulet that is supposed to grant her her greatest wish but it comes with a price didn't we just have wish upon what the fuck Although that wasn't really more of like a serious horror movie and it was kind of more like fantasy based almost at times. This is supposed to be like, like she finds this like head in her tub or whatever. Cause you know, there has to be an obligatory bathtub scene. I don't know. It, it looks okay. It kind of looks atmospheric and like it could be good, but there are some of those CGI parts that I was like, eh, on, you know, so I didn't mind the CGI from, uh, the possession of Hannah Grace. It wasn't like intolerable. So if it's something like that, I won't mind. But yeah. if it's something like, let's say, I don't know, pick one. Honestly, I could have said the possession of Hannah Grace because there were parts of it that I thought the CGI was a little much. But I, I probably couldn't tell because I was so like blinded by rage. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I know, I know. But no, I, I get I get your point completely. Now, oh, yeah. this next one uh, actually doesn't seem to feature a lot, if any, CGI. And I'm actually kind of excited about it. Uh, those goddamn South Koreans are at it again. Oh. <laughs> Making a good... Uh, but this one is a horror God comedy. This one's a horror comedy. So it's called The Odd Family Zombie on Sale. That, uh, that, that, uh, what's that movie of the dead? <laughs> that, that, the really hard one to find. Oh, right? One Cut of the one Dead. One Cut of the Dead. I found yeah. it on Amazon found it on ebay i I ordered it 
from Amazon UK. That's that one I told you about that was like supposedly region free. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, but it's coming from the UK, so I gotta wait like another week or two for it. Oh damn. Yeah, but that's that one was like, is that the same director or is it like as one, this? No, or is this I like don't an think inspired so. by a movie because they wouldn't just come mm-hmm. up with a. No, this is something comedy. like completely random, actually. So was they're one, just crazy. One they're cut of the dead was completely random too. I, yeah, I, I read so. the premise and it was just like okay <laughs> no i mean i've i've heard nothing about like awesome things about it so i'm excited but this one looks cool too this one follows a family of people who <laughs> find a, a zombie like randomly and try to profit from it uh, and the zombie apparently has been created by a pharmaceutical company's illegal experiments and uh the trailer just looks absolutely bonkers like very much intentionally funny and i actually did laugh through it a, okay. a few times so i think it's actually going to be a good one and uh with like kingdom and one cup of the dead and i think train to busan was south korean if i'm not mistaken it i think so it yeah. been like indonesian or something but you know they're remaking that i i, I know uh that's that's a whole other you want to you want to bet it's another martyrs <laughs> i don't know i haven't seen the martyrs remake but it's on, probably garbage. on amazon it has like two and a half stars yeah no i dude i'm getting it friday so we can watch it this weekend okay yeah i that's that's the whole other thing i have a lot of opinions about that but (laughs) but this movie does actually look good um and it's supposed to be coming out locally in like south korea or whatever february 14th and we are probably going to be getting it in like the summer that'll be fall or something yeah i'm actually i do want to see this one because it actually looks good like not super scary but the zombie makeup actually looks awesome and they're like fast zombies and the and it looks funny so i'm pumped for it yeah i'm so sick of serious zombie soap operas so some of them are good we need no we need more return of the living deads that's what we need (laughs) honestly yeah we don't i'm so sick of like dun 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 and every episode coral (laughs) coral dead coral shane (laughs) the governor yeah bro every fucking season is just rick saying someone's name in like a serious or angry manner that's the whole show Mm -hmm. and then everyone argues then they separate then they make up after one person saves the other one's life even though they're not cool and then they're just like yeah yeah i'm sick of it well this one actually looks good and we've also got zombie land 2 coming out don't forget oh yeah did you see the 10 year later photo (laughs) i did that shit was hilarious that was pretty funny fucking Oh man, I'm. When when is that coming out? Do you know? I, I think date? that's later this year. I don't know the exact Ooh, date. Hopefully yeah. in time for Halloween. <laughs> I hope so. I think it's like September or something. But that'd I'd be perfect. To, I'd have to check. Yeah. Dude, not my heart's racing. <laughs> I forgot all about Zombieland too. Yes. Damn, it's been ten years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know, seem crazy. like it for me. When I think '09, I think oh, it's like four years ago. <laughs> like, no, yeah, it's not. Well, speaking of uh, a long time ago. I think it's a uh, perfect time to get right into our very first segment. And this one's actually going to start exploring the overall kind of theme of this week's movies is the, the killer kid thing. And this is the cult corner. So in this week's cult corner, Songies, bibimus, corpus, Hey, a great soundtrack. Bibimus. Very good soundtrack. <laughs> so if you couldn't have already guessed, we're going to be talking about The Omen, 
this week. I watched the the remake recently. Mm-hmm. It's honestly, this is one of the remakes that's like so similar to the original that there's like no point in yeah. it even being a remake because like literally almost nothing changed. It ended the same way. The people died exactly when they died. It's like it's a it was like a yeah. fucking frame for frame remake. Which Although the original one, better music, yeah. two, better mood, three, better score, four, better <laughs> suited actors. I want to say that yeah. I don't like that they got Cotton Weary in the fucking remake <laughs> being the dad because yeah, I don't know we're that. supposed to get this serious older kind yeah, of guy Gre- like gregory peck he's like dude, he's fucking awesome he's like the fucking you could see that guy's like the u.s ambassador for oh yeah england not or fucking <laughs> cotton weary <laughs> yeah who got killed weird. in scream three let's not forget saber tooth as well yeah oh god i don't want to talk about cotton yeah. weary yeah no i agree completely dude the the although i will say the casting for like the kid in the remake was like not the worst no it wasn't it was okay but the original kids like yeah I don't know, something about, like, that kid's a good actor for a fucking... How old was he at the time? Like, four? Uh, something like that. They're like, just look angry at the camera. Like, what did they tell him? Like, look angry, but not really angry and with no emotion. Like, and he did it well, too. He didn't look like a cheesy, angry little kid. He looked Mm -hmm. like a legit evil fucking kid. He He was, like, five or six years old at that time. Nice. But And apparently, there was a little, uh, tidbit. Apparently, he was actually cast when, uh the director richard donner i think it was him he told all the kid actors to like attack him like they really wanted to harm him or something and apparently harvey spencer stevens like really attacked him like he was scratching him and shit like that and he was just like all right you're you're hired yeah damn (laughs) i know that's fucking nuts i never knew that yeah and this movie also was notoriously plagued by like bad luck yeah yeah like you heard about that like it was supposedly yes. cursed yeah same thing as like poltergeist and uh you mentioned the exorcist yeah yeah they're actually going to be doing like a documentary on shutter about cursed uh like movie sets and stuff like that i'd love to go to those movie sets <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, someone around me would fucking die was, oh yeah <laughs> some guy would fall off a ladder and he'd be like oh blame that guy i don't know nothing happens when he showed up the director's just like not again you're like again right like i mean how could this have happened right now oh, no. for the first time ever i don't know i like That's the whole weird. cursed movie sets thing yeah. is because like hmm, you know what happens with the <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna get into it fuck that yeah uh, let's talk more about the omen yeah uh, no but i mean the best intro in happen. horror movie history yeah yeah i think just like the the credits right off the bat with mm-hmm. the fucking Ave Satani blasting in the background made it like super, super suspenseful. You didn't even know yeah. what the fuck you were getting into, honestly. If you didn't know what the omen was ahead of time, then you're just like, what am I getting into? What is this satanic shit going on? Yeah. I think that whole score actually won like an Oscar or something. I think so. I mean, it was yeah. it was made by like a real like fucking, what is it, choir? <laughs> yeah, like a composer and shit. Yeah, yeah for real. Uh, We can't, no one can say though that this movie wasn't like, it definitely was not a knockoff, but it was inspired by Rosemary's Baby. Let's be real. Demonic, cha- like, mm-hmm. demons and children, demonic children. They're just like, hey, let's take it one step further. How about the baby instead of, we'll make it the devil's son, but we'll show what it's like when it grows up, and, you know, we won't yeah. sacrifice the mom. Like, I mean, I guess technically it was Rosemary's baby. an original, but Rosemary's Baby that was That one was like, a bit more, like, actually, like, suspenseful and... 
yeah scary especially because you never actually saw the baby so the whole time you were like does it have like three horns sticking out of its head or something like you know yes this uh this one felt more to me like a thriller than uh Mm -hmm. than like a horror movie mainly because like at first you're like yeah no this kid's not the antichrist it's just shit luck Mm -hmm. and it's psychological so they're trying to bring the kid into it to make it more scary but then it turns out the kid has the triple sixes birthmark on him the whole second act basically of this movie was like them going on like a road trip to all these different countries and shit like that and like investigating stuff like yeah damien wasn't even there yeah you know so the only real like supernatural moments were you know like the, the spear through the priest yeah uh the one the, gl- the, the nurse glass, hanging herself or whatever then, yeah and then the glass cutting that dude's head off mm-hmm. other than that like honestly most of the stuff stuff just seemed like sheer chance yeah most of the rest of it was just exposition like them talking about how he's the antichrist and <laughs> the whole movie was like biblical reference for reference mm-hmm. you're supposed to know what they're talking about to be able to like relate it to like damien and see if he fits the criteria for like antichrist yeah and then like th- as the movie goes on and the dad gets more paranoid then he like you know ch- chops his hair off and he sees like the sign and he's like oh shit yeah <laughs> like I, I think my son really is the antichrist he started probably believing it after like a little bit shortly before he talked to that one-eyed priest yeah like just shortly before that although you know what the I- photographer is the one who's who convinced him that it was legit yeah that's true yeah no, you know and you know what i like about this movie too kind of is it, and it came out in 76 so it was a little bit ahead of its time but oh yeah a lot the, of the fact that, that the fact that uh because now with a lot of these movies we see the trend mainly focusing on like the mom oh yeah and and this one really kind of didn't you know she was kind of like the side character and it was like because you know it was gregory peck so of course he has to be the oh yeah hell yeah why, main character, why wouldn't but, he be but I mean, focusing on, like, the dad as he goes through this whole ordeal, I thought was uh, pretty interesting. Because even with, like, The Exorcist, we, we saw, yeah, like, the mom take exactly. on. So, and it's not, like, a super important thing, but I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, it was. I, yeah. I agree, too, because I, I never really thought about it like that. Possession of Hannah Grace was, like, dad-based, too, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Except he came off more as, like, the prota- the antagonist. antagonist yeah. Know, kind of. Even though he wasn't technically, but uh changeling was like another yeah which is arguably one of the best horror movies ever created let's be real changeling is like the perfect horror movie so Mm -hmm. george c sky is just that dude's like he's too (laughs) real like yeah he's he's way better than i fuck that every actor in his time he's he was amazing look 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 back when the changeling was released and look at every other actor no one's Mm -hmm. touching him the omen though like it came pretty close i mean i thought the acting oh, yeah. was was really good you know it was surprisingly for 1976 yeah it's just another one of those movies like it's like for 70s and 80s movies the acting is usually hit or miss like n- nothing can really nothing's really a predictor of whether the movie is going to be a shit storm or like good acting here and shitty yeah. acting there but this one had like the only bad acted part was, was when the mother fell off the, the oh, stairs yeah whoa and then she like flipped onto her stomach it's like okay. i don't know it would have been pretty difficult because it looked like i mean i don't know how they did that shot exactly but it looked like they weren't as high up as you they know they weren't you know what they did she was like three feet off the ground yeah it was and just as she was falling backwards they 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 didn't zoom in 
but they moved the camera forward and mm. back like as she was fall. i noticed it immediately i was like wow really that's yeah. the they just went like this like i didn't notice it the first time i watched this movie but i noticed it uh the other day when i was I like bro it. she's like she's like right next to the floor mm. like so she's gotta like really try to it's cause, act it's because they had <laughs> like a shot falling. it's because they had a shot from behind mm-hmm. like let's say like th- this is the perspective like 45 degrees but behind her so you you had like a like a medium shot like from her waist up yeah. and she starts falling backwards and as soon as she falls off the staircase the camera angle changes to the three feet off the ground mm-hmm. one so like it was just yeah it, that was a bad shot i think they just basically like tumbled her through the air real quick you know three feet off the ground with some wires or something yeah or she just like flipped backwards i don't know but i have to see it again but yeah <laughs> basically that's how it looked it was it was kind of wacky it was but... just like one second she does this and the camera <laughs> cha- like she goes like that and then the camera changes and she's like yeah samuel is <laughs> impersonating yeah it. i have i have to do it in front of me just but <laughs> We need yeah. visuals here, people. That was right. that was like the only real like weird part because most of the other Everything, special oh, effects even were. It was good. great when the dude got beheaded. It was, yeah. <laughs> it looked like a snuff film. It, it was tech on it. It was like it reminded me of like like Toby Hooper movies. Like yeah. it was done in that style. It if was you, nice. If you do kind of look at it really close, though, you can like clearly tell it's like a fake doll head. Oh yeah, but but I mean in in, in the real moment, time, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, Especially because it's so sudden. It's just like one yeah, frame, the I, next frame, he's just... I, I didn't expect for him to get beheaded. Yeah, that shit was crazy. I forgot all about that shit. Yeah, that was probably I knew the he, best. Uh, I knew he died when he was... I know. I remember in the remake, he died too when he wanted like, fuck it, I'll do it. And he wanted to grab the dagger. And then, yeah. Dude, even the nurse at the beginning uh, at the party... That was fucking... You could see her like, you know, her neck like snap. Yeah. She just like snaps back. That was pretty brutal. A lot of like these older movies like... Whoever chose told them what body movements to do has a really good idea of reality. Yeah. I like these other movie, movies where like they'll get stabbed and they'll be like, oh, they'll, they'll <laughs> spin backwards and they'll fall. Like you know, like, yeah. Come on. No, you got to have people who are like actually know how people move and yeah act and stuff like that. You can't have someone like Ted Cruz. You know, like normal human standing. Is that <laughs> right? Okay. No, I'm, he's I'm a, not he's a, a reptile person. He, he is a re- so is Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see that meme with Mark Zuckerberg drinking water? He's like, num, 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 normal human water to lubricate my intestines. Like, yeah, I did see that. That was funny. Those are the best. <laughs> but yes, uh, I thought that that was all very good. I like that they used like a real dog. <laughs> yeah. You know, to act as like the menacing hellhound. I wonder what they did uh, when they got those uh, dogs to jump him. You remember when they they jumped the papa? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they, I'm sure they had like an actual dog trainer, and maybe that was the dog trainer because it was with the back of his head turned to yeah, the camera. Yeah, I'm time. sure it was a stunt person for sure. But at the actual, you remember the scene with the monkeys like attacking the car? Yeah. That shit. That was Lee Remick's like real reaction. The mom. Oh really? Also, yeah, because uh, apparently didn't she didn't know that they were gonna like actually attack the car, <laughs> and so they had the monkeys like actually attack the car because there was like a person inside who like had one of their babies or something like that. That's what I read. It was something to those lines. So oh, they were shit. like really going after the car, and they just attacked the shit out of it. And yeah, she didn't know it was gonna be that serious, so she was like freaking out. Yeah, because <laughs> in the movie you can see her face. She's like. You know, oh, she's and that was her, like yeah, genuinely terrified. That's, that's why I was like, damn, she looks really scared right there. Yeah. The kid didn't look scared though. Like he he looked like he was kind of pretending. Dude, I think that kid is evil in real life. Yeah, so. probably. Well, not kid. He's probably older. He's much yeah. older than us now. Oh yeah. He was like six years old in seventy six. He was born in the nineteen seventy. Yeah. Oof. 
Oh, yeah. He's 48 years old right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, he could still be scary. Bro, are yeah, you evil? <laughs> he probably is, honestly. You know how many... You know what I noticed, too? You know how many crosses uh, that, that when they found that room with... Mm-hmm. The, they had 47 crosses, he said. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, 47 crosses. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Star Trek shout out. Like, mm-hmm. Because Star Trek started that whole 47 thing. You know that, right? They use that number in like their episodes. like, And not a lot of movies kind of just like will use it now as like a shout out to Star Trek. Yeah, stuff just becomes like running, you know. Like yeah, it's a cult thing. Like it's just. Yeah, that that is interesting, huh? Star Trek, god damn you. <laughs> I know. Influencing the omen, the omen. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, they would influence Halloween with the Captain Kirk mask. <laughs> yeah, but. I mean, the Omen influencing a lot of stuff, too. I mean, before we get into our main segment, I just wanted to wrap up and say I thought the Omen is truly a cult classic because it's just one of those, like, older movies that when you watch it, you're like, oh, shit, like, this is pretty dark and, like, atmospheric, you know? Like, it has that super serious, moody tone, and I think that you get the whole, like, biblical antichrist, like, good versus evil thing out of this movie. Um I haven't seen the sequels, but I mean, I, this movie is a is a classic to me for sure. I've seen Omen Three, the one where he's like ambassador or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he like w- runs into Jesus, baby Jesus, and baby <laughs> Jesus kills him by just existing, and he's like, "Oh wow. shit, yeah, yeah." I don't know about that, <laughs> but that one was pretty. It it was more of like a mystery to find out which. So they said that Jesus, or they called him the Nazarene. They wouldn't say his name. Like, the Nazarene child was born. And, like, they went to go kill all the babies that uh, that were born on that day. The only baby that they didn't kill was the guy who worked for Damien. He wouldn't kill his his kid. And he soon found out that his kid was Jesus. But he'd been... Jesus' dad had been working for the Antichrist. The whole time. Have you ever noticed these like religious fucking horror movies? Like the more sequels that they make, the more like nutty it is. Yeah. Like the Exorcist, dude. Exorcist two and Exorcist three were pretty like out. Th- Exorcist three was like a little more restrained, but even it still had. It, like, it was all crazy, that but it was good. Zuzu, you know, shit. Three was good. <laughs> it was really. Good. Two was shit. Like <laughs> yeah. Fucking Linda Blair having hallucinations about Pazuzu in the Grand Canyon. Like oh, what man. the fuck is going on? Yeah, all those all those uh, sequels were like they just got really wacky. Before we move on to the next segment, let's give a shout out to some other SRD shows. Because I feel like a salad tossing might feel good. What? <laughs> <laughs> out of bounds, Detroit podcast. Tuesday morning and Friday mornings here on SportsRadioDetroit.com. Hi, this is Chris, and this is Roger. And if you like Tigers baseball, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, analytics, pop culture references, movies, sports, food, check us out. Look for Tigers SRD on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. I mentioned before about movies that The Omen has itself influenced, and this is definitely one of those I feel like we're going to be talking about. The new killer kid horror movie on the block, The Prodigy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I watched a trailer for this like four months ago, I think. Mm -hmm. Four or five months ago. And the only thing I remember from the trailer is like the kid running toward the mom after saying, Mommy, I'm scared. And then as soon as he jumps in her arms, she's like a grown, he's like a grown demon man or something. (laughs) So, but that, you know, that didn't really give a lot away. And I will say if you have seen that trailer, 
you, you still won't know what to expect. It's, it's, it's definitely not, not what you're expecting. But I did like that they went a different route. A different yeah. route. I swear. Yeah. You know, like I, said, I won't say what it is that happens, like the twist, I guess, but it was pretty satisfying. It was a, a pretty unique concept that does stem from, I guess, a myth that exists in the world I'll, so. I, I'll i won't spoil it but i'll give a hint it bears more resemblance to child's play than to the omen i guess that's fair yeah, yeah kind of other than the yeah. fact that you know no inanimate object yeah that's all we'll say yeah. you put two and two together because because we know it's about this kid miles who starts exhibiting like these weird symptoms and in the prodigy uh he's actually birthed by his his mother you know instead of it being like a kid swap like in the omen yeah basically so you okay, know. i know your kid died but we got this brand new <laughs> one of a kind not used yeah brand new definitely not satanic <laughs> definitely not satanic young boy yeah is he evil <laughs> probably not probably like like four percent chance that he might be but yeah. we just had a hundred babies so by that logic four of them are evil yeah <laughs> we delivered a hundred today so on a scale of like you know hitler to robin williams he's like a gilbert godfrey type, yeah. you know like oh so pretty evil and then right like oh he's a fucking maniac he's demented he's a he deserves to be yeah. in jail. Like what? Uh, but no. But in the prodigy, uh, I love Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, he's he's a great guy, man. Greatest fucking cartoon voice actor in the nineties. Yeah. Like at, at least, I mean, yeah. Iago from Aladdin. Yeah. Fucking parrot, dude. Iconic. Him, him and him and Robin Williams are the goats of yeah of everything. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but in the prodigy, he is still pretty evil. I would um, say uh, more more so than the omen this well at least in, the mo- in like his acts because in the omen it seemed like it was all like like the kid didn't want to do it but it was just like in his nature yeah and this one the kid was like enjoying it like he loved it well not not you'll see <laughs> not the kid per se mm, yeah no uh you know you guys will get the full brunt of it because what one of the things that I wasn't as much of a fan of was basically, again, like the second act of this movie where they like explain everything that's happening. So just prepare for that. That's one of the things that I wasn't like. Dude, as as soon as like she got like he, she went to a psychologist for the kids. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to give anything away. And then like the psychologist sent her to like someone else. And Mm -hmm. was like, have you ever heard of insert 11 letter (laughs) word? And then she goes to this quack. And I say quack because, like, he's, like, fucking... He's, like, one of those fucking new age hippies without hair, though. And he's like, hey, man, have you ever considered (laughs) that this might be wrong with your kid? And she's like, what are you people talking about? As any normal parent would. And she got out of there. He's, he's like, every, like, modern horror movie, I guess... Have uh, you tried healing crystals? Have you tried... Ahab thing where it's, like, you have no business knowing about this very specific... Like, how would you just know... ...thing that's happening? Is your son exhibiting strange behaviors? Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Have you ever considered that your son might be... And then he, like, just comes out with it. That's so fucking stupid. That is basically what happened. So that threw me off. He just happens to be a professional. Right, yeah. I don't know. It kind of leaves, like, a lot of questions still. Like, a lot to be desired. Because that just feels like, you know, kind of a... 
a convenient thing <laughs> to throw in there is like that Ahab kind of character, you know. I guess not technically, but it's, it's like the character that comes to grant you knowledge, you know, in the horror movie. And that's one of the things that I'm like iffy about when it comes to horror movie tropes. But anyway, it was all very, you know, laid out and <laughs> and perfect, you know, explanation wise. So that was one of the things I didn't like about this movie. It kind of treated its audience like idiots. Yeah. I feel like when they explain it too much, it's like insulting. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like, Isn't it? Just like, let me think of it on my own. Like, don't make it so fucking honestly, out there that once I can't. You see the, once you see the beginning, you'll know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Like, that will literally give the whole movie. If you need I that know. explained. Well, it seemed weird initially, but then, like, as after, like, 20 minutes, it's I was like, like, okay. It's like what Insidious did with uh, when the husband was fucking, you know, afflicted yeah. and there was something wrong with him. And then they're like, huh we figured it out because movie like. yeah i mean you know unless it's something like really fucking crazy like the endless like i could kind of maybe infer what was going on but not really you know so i mean you could drop like a hint or two throughout the story but if you have to lay out like a whole half an hour block just to explain what is going on and that's what they that's did that's like not yeah. only did they explain it and then like the mother went into the son's closet and found a secret slot with the board just happened to be sticking yeah, out, right? Yeah. And she found out. She's like, oh, this confirms my my suspicions. Like, yeah. What? There there were a lot of very convenient writing uh, segments of this film, I felt like. But apart from that, I thought it was actually like a pretty solid movie. The beginning was pretty creepy. You know, I mean, I, I thought it was like definitely a creepy horror film throughout like i thought it was effective oh yeah i thought it was effective i you thought know, it was the kid was creepy it was pretty atmospheric too at a lot of times mm -hmm. i just uh there was nothing special about the score for me uh i thought that the score was actually like pretty decent it, it was, was no okay, omen but, but yeah i just thought it was kind of boring uh that's fair i didn't like uh miles you didn't no, I didn't think he, he himself mm. had that, like, natural creepiness to him. Sure, yeah. Cause there, there were a couple times where he, like, made this, like, face, like, he was trying to be, like, sinister, and it just didn't really click with me, you know? Yeah, it just seemed a little too over the top for me. But there were other parts where I thought he was pretty effectively creepy. S some, like the, yeah. when he was just standing in the dark. Mm-hmm. While his uh, mom was looking up stuff about him. Yeah. When you couldn't see his kind of overacted face, basically. Yeah. You know. But I mean, again, you know, it's a, it's a kid actor, so I get it. So for, for what he did, I, th I think he did it pretty well. In the third act, actually, the end of the movie, I thought he did a pretty good job. I thought he did well, yeah. yeah. When he explained to her everything. Basically. But even just the way that he like acted, like his physical acting at the end was was pretty good. Basically, the the third act of this movie, it wasn't like uh, this like huge fork in the road in the story, but it like was kind of sudden. Like they just ended up in a completely different setting, and yeah, that was weird. This this st crazy stuff happened. But I mean, for me and and to a lot of other people, I thought it was probably like the best part of it because it kind of went into like this tense like true crime-ish almost like thriller way yeah you know kind of like seven or something like that so i actually thought that part was was pretty good it was pretty like suspenseful i just thought that the whole the whole segment with like 
her figuring out what's going on was just a little little extra yeah because we didn't uh because we got a pretty big hint already we just didn't know like the backstory Mm -hmm. because we saw right at the beginning like what kind of happened to miles and who he is well we knew like what he was like the type of person you know what i mean but like we didn't know exactly the story Mm -hmm. but you could clearly tell yeah there was just a lot of that like hand holding kind of in this movie which i didn't like that much but unintended now that you mentioned it yeah but i mean uh yeah basically in, i like, felt the it whole was condescending the yeah it was just condescending i guess so yeah it wasn't pretentious it, that's the one thing i like to no. avoid from horror movies this movie was as serious as it needed to be but i felt like the director not the director whoever wrote the screenplay was very condescending yeah kind of like given what we saw at the beginning we can only assume what we think is correct and it is Mm -hmm. yeah there just needed to be like some more action of like the kid being you know i think so it was mostly like hey there's something wrong with miles (laughs) like that's (laughs) yeah yeah. that's 99 (laughs) percent of the movie and then yeah basically toward the end it started really ramping up uh when he started getting crazier essentially we're so kind of like the omen you know like as as the story progressed he just got like worse and worse and worse yeah but overall i mean i i i enjoyed the film you know it wasn't that great but it wasn't like hot trash like some people are saying it was it was a solid 6.5 out of 10 for me okay yeah sure it's fair i mean you know like you said the score nothing great but i thought the acting was good i thought that the i thought the lighting especially in a lot of places was actually really good hallway scene um Mm -hmm. The scene where she's on the laptop and he's hiding in the other room. Yeah. Most of the indoor nighttime scenes, I want to say. Yeah, because they actually did have a bunch of daytime scenes. They did, yeah. This wasn't a really isolated movie at all. It was like... Which kind of gave it more of that, like, true crimey thriller vibe. Yeah. Almost, you know. Yeah. But, so that was good. You know, the cinematography was, again, nothing, like, special, but it it was good. You know, it was effective. It really had that like uh, insidious style cinematography. Yeah, so I mean, some of it was great, like uh, that that shot. I won't spoil it, but you know, with with the face. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I like that was pretty good. Yeah. You know, uh, so it definitely had its moments of brilliance, but as a whole, it kind of fell off because of that whole like middle part of it. At least in my opinion, I thought it was pretty average. Yeah, but. I mean, if you're considering going not, to see not, it, not I, would, like, I would say go see it. Yeah, I would say see it, but like, I would say technically, like, aesthetically, mm-hmm. it was a pretty average movie. Uh, for, as far as the premise, I thought it was sl- slightly more original than r- recent horror, I want to say, mm-hmm. but this has been done, like I said, uh, this is basically child's play but you know yeah i saw a review headline that was basically like it's it's a very like familiar and safe kind of movie which i can agree with it, it definitely like felt it. it's, familiar but. it's not like a movie where you're like kind of like fuck what where what is this where is this movie going like yeah I, like uh antichrist with willem dafoe or mother no yeah definitely it, not it like was you, it was crazy know, but like yeah it was like it was not like allegorically <laughs> fucking crazy you know yeah. where where shit's happening and you have to 
interpret like the characters like fucking actions as some sort of inner struggle like no it was just like yeah it wasn't really hey like miles is fucked up man like i mean it was very much a movie that was like it was super explicit. you get what you get you know yeah it was super explicit but what you get is just <laughs> average is just well but what you get is this like kind of complex topic you know <laughs> but it was yeah it was very upfront about it i felt like everything in the movie was like very arbitrary as far as like the stuff that just happened to be yeah. like uh oh like the the piece of wood is loose or like uh i'm not okay this is just a part of the movie it, it is i'll say spoiler alert so don't listen to or the it's too late like oh. how what determines that like yeah, what determined it and how did he know it was it was very just for dramatic effect i think <laughs> yeah it, it seemed like everything that happened was like Mm-hmm. because it can like it the stuff that unfolded didn't make as much sense as in oh yeah that makes sense it was more like yeah it was just written like that you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. like I, that's what i meant by arbitrary it was just like just just because the uh, yeah because the movie said so like you know what i mean i don't <laughs> i'm not really into that yeah it's just asking you to believe i mean i guess a lot of movies ask you to suspend your disbelief but but it was it wasn't like shutter island when when the twist was like ah you yeah. know this like that's clever this one is like guess what this and you're like fuck why because, yeah because the way it comes off like it's supposed to be more rooted in reality you know yeah with with just everything i mean the fact that you know we don't see fucking flying saucers you know, <laughs> race around the sky and stuff you know so i i get that yeah but i was gonna ask one last thing you know because this is kind of like that family-based horror you know which we have seen a lot of um we talked i talked about it with the omen how like the dad was the central figure and the dad wasn't really the central character here pretty much at all he had some parts where he was like i don't believe you you're going crazy you woman you know basically is is how it was and uh but but the mom had the whole thing you know and after seeing like hereditary now we're seeing like these movies come back in like force again so i mean what did you think of the relationship with like the mom and the kid like the character interactions because that was like kind of a big part of the movie i thought it was good because like even though like miles is a piece of shit like <laughs> at no point did his mom like stop caring about him like the whole time no that's my I don't son know, though there are there are a lot of moments there where i was like uh i don't know if i could have done the same thing in that situation i yeah, think i, I would, might have reported him i would have been like bro get this thing away from me yeah. like i'll put it up for fucking in the gas chamber not fucking adoption uh yeah i don't know i don't know but I, I thought, I mean, it still seemed like kind of realistic because I'm sure, you know, any mom would probably go to any lengths to, to save her child, you know, and that's basically the driving force behind this movie is like the interaction between the mom and, and the son as she's like trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with him and then tries to save him, you know, so very kind of standard for these type of like, you know, these killer kid movies. But I mean, I thought this one did that well like it wasn't anything outstanding like i didn't see the greatest character arcs in yeah, the no. world or anything like that i just that, thought but. that the besides escape room this movie was a pretty decent way to to kick off horror oh yeah cuz like if it gets better then that's great if it gets worse then it's not going to be like so bad because like oh, yeah, no. this one the standards for this one weren't like super high going into it but like it didn't really disappoint me yeah like i just had like 
really no expectations and i was kind of surprised at least like like we talked about with average cinematography good premise yeah but i i thought it was i thought it was technically done well i mean i didn't see really that many flaws mm -hmm. other than like like i said the arbitrary way the story unfolded like everything was that just happened was just because it was written that way you know yeah. what i mean so yeah well it i didn't really unfold naturally it kind of was just like yeah boom haha this is why like and then you're like okay uh can we stop it uh not anymore <laughs> why that's what the script says yeah i mean i guess i'll say like the movie wasn't structured very well no but it but... was it was paced very well though yeah it didn't really uh i didn't felt like it dragged too long in any mm -hmm. scene i felt like it was just like just just quick just boom yeah. scene all right next scene like it was just again one of those where like you know by the time it got to like the ending it was just kind of this really random like divergence kind of yeah you know that's really the only thing but i'll agree i don't i don't think it felt like too long or too short or anything like yeah that. no point was like damn i need to get up and go to the bathroom or, yeah. it was it was nothing like that it was i mean i would go see it uh, mm -hmm. i would either go see it because honestly if you go see it now for like six bucks mm -hmm. it's cheaper than waiting for it to come out on you know physical media because it's yeah. gonna be like 20 bucks so you might as well go see it now i agree and like you know we didn't really have a lot of other people at all there was like three or four other people in and the they theater were like, with us and they were like fucking like 20 years older than us yeah they were like people who like grew up watching like the omen you know what i mean like yeah but don't believe people saying that it was like Horrible. straight garbage it wasn't like technically it was done well like yeah it's, i i dare any of you to go out and make a movie look and sound you know and just be this good yeah technically it was you know some of the the writing was a little bumpy like execution wise original idea but execution wise not like the the best yeah well we're gonna be talking about another one actually here uh, as well oh this one was mm-hmm yeah spoiler alert i really like this next one there you go we already we already know i i recommend it we're still gonna <laughs> highly we're still gonna talk about it in this week's chopping block <laughs> all right somebody else so since you're so excited about this one why don't you tell us uh what it is it's called the golem not the pokemon but yeah no. <laughs> the demon child who you summon for not not a rock yeah, monster not, that you can store no in a, battle with. yeah no pokeballs here well, you can kind of battle with this one. Oh yeah, this one would nothing's defeating this yeah. unless you have like the power of the horn and the Bible <laughs> or the Torah or the fucking Tanakh or whatever yeah. they're using. <laughs> yeah, because this is uh, actually based on like a Jewish mythology. Well, I don't think that the the mythology of the golem is is it originally like a Jewish thing? Same thing with the Dybbuk so. box. I think it is. Uh, yeah, this and the possession have like the same type of cultural vibes i want to say kind of not not aesthetically mm. but like at its core like yeah, yeah. it has a lot to do with like the judaic religion mm. at, at least in terms of like evil spirits and then like you know them needing the good to take out the evil but in this one evil kind of wins <laughs> until like spoiler alert the mother is kind of like all right that's a little too much so basically there's this uh there's this village of like old timey english jews or whatever the hell yeah i think it was like during the 
17th century or something like that i don't even it had to have been like early 17th century yeah it is just like it's a bunch of jewish guys you know shalom uh they're they're in this little village uh away from the rest of humanity who's like got like bubonic plague or whatever the fuck they have and then uh the christians come into the city and like their leader's like a fucking tyrant and uh he like um, promises violence if they don't like help take care of his daughter and like uh you know they uh they fucked up some of the town the, the villagers and then you know the mom was like you know i'm so sick of this shit so what does she do? She conjures a fucking golem. Mm-hmm. Now what a golem is, it's basically Pumpkinhead, but a child. Yeah. So, except it doesn't die if its creator is killed, then it just kind of like would probably just live out the rest of its life. Yeah. I, c- I could be wrong, but I mean, I think some of like the original mythology of the golem is that like you use materials from like the earth. The earth yeah. Rocks, uh, dirt trees yeah. all that stuff like i think some of them can be made from like mud and clay stone and, and stuff clay like that, yeah. and stuff like that but you, the most part dirt and like clay and stuff like yeah. that and then you use uh like black jewish magic to, to <laughs> some, i mean that's basically where it is because it's all from like the yeah, kabbalah or exactly whatever the fuck. yeah it's the kabbalah <laughs> so you use that you go out in the forest you like you know draw a giant like you mold it or whatever and then you you know you chant the kabbalah and <laughs> You basically summon this thing yeah, the, and it goes the, and kills your enemies. The clip off ver- the clip off part of the Kavala, not the yeah. not the Sephiroth's. The clip the clip off <laughs> is the evil one. So she gets this like cliffothic text <laughs> and she's just like, Oh holy golem child and who just happens to I'm assuming because they kinda hinted at it, mm. look like her dead kid. Right. So she gets emotionally attached to this thing and this thing starts like Anyone she doesn't like, he fucking ravages them. Like, she gets attacked by the Christians in the woods. Mm-hmm. I guess for just being a woman. You know, they're like, ah, oh, let's rape her or whatever. Yeah. Either that or they knew she summoned the golem. I don't know which one it was. Yeah, right. I wasn't completely following it that. Yeah. But. Uh, they attacked her, and they were about to, like, set her on fire or something. Yeah. And then the little golem kid came and literally, like, ripped their arms off. And then, like, after he killed them, the rain was, like, pouring yeah. And she like locked him in the barn and just that shot of him standing in the door with the rain pouring and it's just no music either. That's what really gave the movie suspense is like sometimes too much music can like like when it's like and you're like, all right, bro, shut yeah. the fuck up. I would rather have no music at this point. Uh, I like that shot of him in the barn and then like most of the time where you could only see his eyes, even mm-hmm. though it was like pitch black. Then, you know, she cleaned him up and then like he would have his moments where he'd go demonic and uh one time he even stabbed himself because like he didn't like her husband or whatever. Oh, yeah. She's like, ow. He's like, what? Nothing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, she had that like connection to him yeah. because she summoned him basically. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's the only bad. I-, I thought he was going to like completely like turn on her, but like mm-hmm. he never did anything bad to her other than like, bitch, like, <laughs> yeah. like a normal kid would, like if he's jealous of his stepdad or whatever. But you know, that, that wasn't his stepdad because that wasn't her son. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much a. It was. It wasn't really scary. It was more of like a, a action fantasy movie. I want to say. Sort of. Yeah. It, it didn't have that like. It was like Sleepy Hollow, if you can. It didn't have that like creepy vibe like The Witch did. I mean, you know, it, it definitely had the historical kind of setting. But I, I did read some people say that the actual like I don't know like the you know the Jewish elements of the movie like with the culture and everything weren't exactly very accurate but 
I guess that didn't really matter in the grand scope of things, I you know, because it was more about, like, the monster. And, I mean, it was, like, there was such obvious CGI with, like, the golem at times. So oh, yeah. You can't really just go into this, like, oh, they didn't recite the exact passages from the Torah or whatever yeah. it was. Like, yeah, I mean, there was... It's not trying to be, like, really canon to the Kabbalah yeah. movie. It was more of just, like, all right, in this universe... Uh, if you do this, it summons a goal. Like, and just accept mm -hmm. it. Stop trying to like <laughs> dig into it. All right, it's yeah. not like it was more like just kind of influenced by that whole mythology behind it. You know, exactly. It's not really claiming to be historically accurate. Now, if it if it was like you know claiming to be totally historically accurate and stuff like that, then I I could see where the outrage might be. But I I don't think it presents itself as that kind of movie. Um, but. I actually thought that it was definitely an effective movie. The The acting was pretty good. Really good. Especially from the lead actress. Yeah, I, yeah, she was dope. I liked her. I liked the the dad. Like, her husband, too, was, like... He was really good. Because like, mm -hmm. he seemed, like, legitimately distraught by the <laughs> fact that she brought a demon into the world. The kid was, like, okay, you know, because he was supposed to be this emotionless <laughs> monster, basically. So, I thought he did, like, an okay job. He was emotionless, but he wasn't like, uh, he wasn't exactly emotionless. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. maybe in the face you couldn't tell, but like, you know, when he stabbed himself when he was angry at the mom and mm -hmm. when he ripped everyone to shreds, yeah. like clearly he was feeling something. I, th I think there was definitely like intended for there to be some kind of connotation that as the story progressed like he was exhibiting some kind of feelings for the mother you know oh yeah which is kind of weird given that that's not really how it was described <laughs> yeah but or like how that mythology really follows like the thing of the golem or anything like that but i thought it was an interesting touch for sure because then that really kind of leads up into what happens with the rest of the movie like especially in the climax i thought uh, but it was interesting. Again, that's one of these like this is completely different. That's why I like like all the all of these killer kid movies, you know, killer kid movies that we've described today. Like all kind of had a cool variation, and I guess the origin of like the kid itself. Yeah, you know, like this one with the with it being like a golem that was summoned. I think the cool. the the best thing about this one, it wasn't like really mystery based. Mm -hmm. Like. She explained what she wanted to do. She did it, and then the golem was born. It wasn't yeah. like the omen or, you know, the prodigy where like they're like, "What's going on here?" Like yeah. they knew exactly who, what was going on there. Yeah, the the in those movies there just had to be like a ton of this explanation and exposition. And this movie, it wasn't like that. It was like that's why this within the first act it happened, and then the rest of it was like the story actually like progressing along naturally. You know. This movie, uh, I mean, I liked it better than The Prodigy, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, it was done a lot better. Fucking dope cinematography. The kills were sweet. It wasn't just like a bunch of like medium shots like The Prodigy. <laughs> yeah. It was, Prodigy was kind of an, like, don't get me wrong. It, it, it was done well, but like some, uh, some different type of shots would have been nice. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean... I thought a lot of the cinematography in this was pretty good too. Like when she was oh, yeah. uh, like under the floorboards or whatever and that it was in the synagogue. Yeah. You know, like the beginning of the movie. Like that was pretty good. I like the uh, 
where the guy's running toward her, going toward her on the horse with the torch. Yeah. That was done really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the way that they exhibited a lot of these shots too, especially because like these aren't really typical shots given the, the all the costumes and the setting and everything. So also the kills were pretty brutal, which yeah. I really liked. They were pretty gory, you know. <laughs> Even though like a lot of it was kind of CGI, when when they did go practical with it, it was it was really good. Oh yeah, like when the heads would explode. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that kid was a monster, dude. He was yeah, literally that kid was a monster <laughs> and not a kid. Yeah. So that added also like another pretty cool element to it, but you still had that like mother son that, you know, I guess that parent child like familial thing in this movie, although it was definitely like, it was definitely less relevant. I felt like than you know, like in the omen of the prodigy, because it was kind of just like this random thing that, you know, she lost her son. Like, it wasn't really completely vital to the story. Uh, I would say sort of. I would explain her attachment to the goal. Yeah, her motivation and everything, yeah. like, for sure. But it wasn't, like, central like it was to the omen, you know, because, I mean, he's, you know, he's the dad, and <laughs> if his son is the Antichrist, like, that's a pretty big worry, you know? Yeah. And the prodigy, like, you know, it's her son, like, like she birthed him, so... That, I feel like that's a little bit different. So it's kind of interesting to compare. Yeah, I this think, one was just more of like an emotional one. Kind of, yeah. Definitely more of like a drama almost. Yeah. Especially with the way that like the whole family aspect was. Like I said, sure. Sleepy Hollow and the Witch had a baby and it was the golden. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I was actually literally just thinking like, yeah, actually kind of the family element to this movie is sort of similar to like the witch oh yeah you know? because especially because of the, the whole family dynamic back in like you know the 17th century i will or whatever give you my was, daughter for 18 grains yeah, of rice it was way way different so i mean I, th- I think they did a pretty good job exhibiting that i think so too yeah especially since it's like a jewish community too which is not something that we see on film like very often so. yeah no the last uh really jewish themed horror movie like i said the possession yeah with uh jeffrey dean morgan mm-hmm. that's probably like my favorite movie with him yeah honestly that i have to rewatch it but that was a really good movie. i love that I, I like it better than any other paranormal movies of that era yeah and i mean the whole the whole thing with like the dybbuk box was really cool too i just like these movies that explore these like kind of less common exactly exactly like legends and mythology like insidious was like oh astral traveling like everyone's done movies about that yeah the conjuring demonic possession and uh goetic demons mm-hmm. dibic box was just like you know what a dibic box is nope all right yeah. we're, we're filming right now <laughs> now you do. i think sam raimi had something to do with that movie too i think he probably produced it or something i yeah. think so but i was gonna say even like uh it didn't seem raimi it seemed yeah blumhousey it kind of was yeah he may not have i still thought I, like i don't know the possession was like for me a little bit more effective than the conjuring because like didn't really drag as much mm-hmm. conjuring at some points i was like all right let's wrap it up you know like yeah. just tell me what's gonna happen like pos- possession was more like a a solid ending and they didn't turn it into a franchise because they didn't really need to it, it i think it was great on its own yeah they made a second possession movie with like <laughs> a haunted monopoly box <laughs> like it's like <laughs> that'd be a little that'd be a little much you could get a dibic box off ebay by the way uh yeah i saw <laughs> and uh i watched uh a guy buy like six of them and open them and uh 
it was basically a ripoff. All of, most of them were like brand new boxes that were just. Oh yeah. Imagine well, people take advantage of that. Oh yeah, dude. I could fucking right now just fucking. Well, I could make a nice dibbig box. So when they open it, there's actually stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. Ghosts. <laughs> no. Spirits. No. No, just like. Uh, yeah. Like I'll I put actually. some talismans and some rocks in there. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just to satisfy. I'll, it'll be more instead of like a dibbig box. It'll be more like a. Like a gift box, like a occult gift box. <laughs> yeah. Well, the golem was, uh, fortunately, in Fire. my opinion, good, but yeah, not like paranormal at all in the least. I, I like the way that they approached it. Uh, I guess it seemed kind of allegorical, family and vengeance. Yeah, kind of. It definitely had those like vengeance elements, which I, I guess is kind of why I was thinking of like Pumpkinhead. Pumpkin yeah, same. Yeah, when I was watching it. But. Plus, I mean, it comes out the ground just like Pumpkinhead. Yeah basically like a, a witch's summoning almost exactly. to some extent yeah no yeah there are definitely similarities but i mean it's, uh, it is cool that it's got that like killer kid angle kind of as well it's not like your standard thing you know because a lot of the actually a lot of the killer kid uh horror movies are based in like contemporary times basically this one was oh yeah this one like was a period like a horror film ago. yeah like, so again pretty interesting so yeah, I mean, for me, it's not chopped. If you're looking for no. a pretty innovative, uh, cool, like, Buy supernatural it. horror movie. It. Yeah, this is actually one of the um, first horror movies to come out from Dread since they rebranded. It's like the Dread Central. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, production company or whatever. So you can buy it through them or you can rent the movie as well, but it's not streaming, unfortunately. Uh, but I just got it and we watched it and we liked it a lot. So yeah. we wanted to tell you guys about it. Probably one of my more favorite like fantasy horror movies. Yeah, I think so too, actually. And like, you know, mythologically based horror movies. Mm -hmm. Well, horror, mm -hmm. but uh, would you consider this like a genre film actually? Uh, I guess not technically just because like you, like you mentioned, it does have those elements of fantasy of drama yeah you know so i wouldn't call it like a straight up genre film but i mean there are definitely horror elements in it for sure yeah you know because people getting ripped apart and shit yeah. so yeah I, I, that's that's what i would say i guess it's definitely got like all those elements it, it's i mean it's not as like fantastical as like a del toro movie but i not guess me. if you had to compare it kind of to something like that i guess i would kind of compare it i would say it's to like pan's labyrinth or something i, I would say it's like not. a <laughs> If Del Toro was blind in one eye, like, okay. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. no disrespect to Del Toro or like this filmmaker, but it felt like, I don't want to say watered down Del Toro because even the like, the like the way it's directed is completely yeah. different. I'm just saying like stylistically, you know, it's a fantasy. Yeah. Like, Well, if it was Del Toro, I mean, Del Toro expands. We would have had more of, instead of these shots, we would have had more of these shots you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like up top looking at the character 45 degrees and mm. panning while they're walking and then having a lot of dialogue and like yeah like a bunch of like like really oddball colors mm. everywhere and yeah uh, also like del toro like through his characters and in like subtle things throughout the story like talks a lot about uh these like bigger socio-political things oh, yeah. like about like the spanish war and Most stuff movies like that. Do that yeah but this movie though i feel like even though it had the potential i think to talk about some like more deeper like jewish religious things or like christian religious things since those were kind of like the 
the opposing forces kind of in this movie it didn't really expand on that it was more of like it was like more revenge i was gonna say yeah like revenge and like moving on yeah like after it's like and like family kind of every revenge movie has to deal with the loss but this one wasn't like revenge because of the loss this Mm -hmm. one was like law uh revenge and the revenge was executed by like a physical manifestation of the loss you know what i mean yeah basically. that's what this was yep that's what i would say but it's still a good movie to enjoy for sure definitely something i think you kind of have to be in the mood for well, and but you have to pay attention you can't like yeah you do you can't just doze off and yeah. just fucking be on your phone it's not mm-hmm. one of those well so yeah we we do recommend this one uh go check it out if you can i think you can rent it on prime if i'm not mistaken so go check it out support it uh you'll be supporting you know indie horror cinema as well if you do uh speaking of supporting you can uh, support grave discussions on all your favorite social media as well yeah, and we don't mean support us by like give us money because yeah. we're not we're not that type of uh company i want to say yeah <laughs> we just want you to follow us give us your opinions chat with us yep not full-blown conversation because frankly i don't care what <laughs> you're getting your grandma for her birthday yeah. but you know just uh you know just let us know what you think about horror like let us know like some some movies we may not have heard of like even recent ones like mm-hmm. that have just blown up in like the you know showings like the little independent showings and you know you never know because like usually usually when i find something random it's like oh you know this was at this film festival and then they were also promoting this and here was a trailer for that and like mm. that's how i usually find like those more low-key movies yeah yeah let i mean if, if you guys want us to talk about anything specific definitely let us know we do have a facebook instagram and a twitter uh just search for grave discussions and you'll find us uh grave disc srd on twitter and we have a website gravediscussions.net where you can find all of our episodes as well as host bios and a bunch of other stuff so we're also on itunes spotify stitcher and google play yep and on uh castos as well which Ooh, is like our, that is. yeah it's like uh we just moved to it so you can go check us out on there that's actually uh the player that's on our website so yep we have a bunch of different platforms lots of ways to reach us and to listen to us so go follow comment let us know what you guys think because we are the only grave discussions just like srd exactly so go check them out as well but i think that's gonna wrap it up for episode number 48 yes yes tune in next week where we bob for apples on grave discussion This has been an SRD production.